for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we're back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Connor of the Southern Gothic. How's it going today, Connor? Oh, it's going well, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. It's had to cancel out. Something was feeding back into my headphones. It was driving me nuts. But things are going good. You know, Texas, it's, uh, Texas is being Texas right now. We're getting a lot of rain, and things are looking up. So, um it's been a little bit since we've had you on the podcast. I, what was it like 2020 early pandemic when you released your, that sounds album? about right. I think yeah. you released your EP, right? Yeah. So I guess that was the end of 2020, but, but we may have talked to you earlier than that. The, uh, you know, it was one yeah. of those things where the, the album was supposed to come out a whole lot earlier than it actually did. And yeah, you know, uh, the I, typical, you know, pandemic, yeah. uh, album situation. Yep, that's a very that was a very typical story during the pandemic where albums was come out at this time and then it came out six months later or whatever. Right. And excited to have you in the studio because I believe last time you were on your way to Florida, maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's coming back to me. Yeah, I remember now. Okay. So, um, but I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you a little bit. And uh, you know, since it's been a little bit, um, for the people that are just getting to know you for the first time and just kind of a nice little refresh, uh, what's your uh, background? What got you into music, stuff of that nature? Yeah, um, as far as what got me into music, I, I don't know, man. I've always this really been the only uh, possibility uh, in my mind. Uh, you know, I never really considered doing anything else for a living. So um, as far as uh, as far as getting into the music business, you know, uh, I've been playing with this, this uh, band since... Oh, eight, you know, and really Sean and I, the, the two, you know, longtime uh, founding members that are still in, in the band. I've been playing with him since Oh four. So, you know, uh, when you find something that works, you stick with it. So, uh, he and I, he and I've been playing together forever. And, you know, back in 2013, we had an album that was, uh, did real well for us. And it was a, a number one on a couple of billboard charts and, and, uh, you had a, had a song called sheets down that did real well on, uh, CMT and, and yeah. a lot of like Americana radio outlets. So yeah. that was kind of, that was kind of where, where, uh, where we left off and, and then, uh, came back in 2020 for what was supposed to be the, uh, you know, yeah. the next album, the follow-up yeah. and, and, you know, that's how, you know, how it went. So in between the, uh, those two projects, did you guys just like take a little bit of a break or were you just playing shows and focusing on that? So we did tour for, for a good five years on that record. And then, uh, we took a couple of years off. I'd gotten, uh, the opportunity to come to Nashville and write some songs for other people and, uh, you know, uh, work at a, at a you know, m- music publisher and, you know, just kind of just do the, uh, do the songwriting thing. And mm-hmm. so that was, uh, it was an exciting opportunity and got me off the road and, uh, you know, got to actually be there for the first couple of years with my, youngest daughter not you know seeing all of her firsts through uh cell phone videos so it uh yeah it was it was nice it was a it was a change of pace and then we were you know end of 2019 we were ready to get back to it and 
And uh, so we got in there and started, you know, working on a new record and it was ready to go gotcha. <laughs> in early 2020. We gotcha. got out there and did the first, first, you know, month and a half of 2020. We toured hard kind of uh, in, in uh, anticipation of the release. And then, yeah. uh, you know, 2020 happened. Yep. 2020 is going to 2020. Um, <laughs> so it, obviously the pandemic kind of halted everything as we talk, I'm sure we talked about during the last podcast, but you know, it's one of those things where when last time we talked, it was still so early during the pandemic in the grand scheme of things that nobody knew what was going to happen. So yeah. So, yeah. It was interesting. I think right now we're just, 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 just now starting to think we might know what's going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Um, so you, uh, got a new single out now, which is, is it leading up? Is it in, in addition to the EP to go towards like a full album or are you kind of stay in singles? Like what's the, uh, so this was, a. Uh... <laughs> So this on the EP we put out in 2020, which mm-hmm. was Pat, um, was uh, Burning Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Um, this was one of the tunes from that record, and uh, we'd kind of been messing around with, you know, that that record was definitely like kind of our, you know, just dipping our toe into the kind of electronic or you know country rock vibe. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, it was something fun to do. It was definitely not our norm, um, and so we kind of started doing that song live a little differently and started doing it a little more like, I don't know, almost bluegrassy. And yeah. Um, uh, I played it for catch Secor, uh, who sings for old crow medicine show. And he's like, you know what you're missing is some fiddle. Yeah. And we just hadn't had a chance to put fiddle on it, but he was like, you want me to put some fiddle on it? So what nice. do you say? Yeah, come on, let's do it. He knew, he knew that song, uh, his, uh, his kids and mine go to school together and, and, uh, um, one of his kids has just sort of wore, wore our CD out in their, in their van that still had a CD player. So, um, he, uh, he knew the song and, you know, kind of knew where the lyrics were going and the pickups. And so he just came in one take, just laid down this fiddle and, um, you know, got that done and some, some, you know, backing vocals. And, uh, so we got to, you know, we're like, yeah, we got, we can't just let that sit there. It was mm-hmm. really just going to be, I was recording it for, a for, a just a little acoustic version for a radio thing. Yeah. And I was like, no, we're going to, we're going to do some more with that. So, gotcha. you know, we finished it up and, and, uh, put it out as a single and yeah, it's pretty good. You know, I've been, been really, really uh, gratified by the response. I think, uh, you know, we've had about a hundred thousand streams on it. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's getting, getting out there and, and, uh, it's kind of leading us back to, uh, you know, back to our, our vibe, you know, what we've always done. So, uh, I think, uh, I think we're ready to kind of get back to our roots a bit. For sure. And so that, is that what the uh, difference between just the up on your love and then the Sunday sunrise edition is the Sunday sunrise is a little bit more bluegrass with the fiddle. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you know, it's got the same words. That's about, it's, it's so different, you know, it's, uh, they might as well be different songs. Um, mm-hmm just got such different treatment. So, uh, but yeah, that's the, that's the, the regular version, uh, on the record. And then the sun Sunday sunrise is just, was just a standalone single. Gotcha. That makes, and gotcha. That makes sense. And then is there uh, any, uh, video components for the song or where's like a music video, I guess. I don't know why. I, nah, I mean, you know, this one, this one was a, it was a, you know, 
it was the second edition that, uh, you know, we, we had done a, a video for the, the original version. Um, so we didn't really, we didn't really get into, to get into that. And, you know, catch was nice enough to do the, yeah. do the fiddle on it. I, you know, and they got a new record out. I wasn't yeah. going to try to be like, Hey, can you come also be in the video? Um, you know, it, uh, um, he was real generous with this time the first yeah. time. So, yeah. um, yeah, it just didn't seem, seem like the right time for it. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, uh, we've got some, some stuff like that coming up. So, uh, nice. so I wasn't too, you know, sweating it too hard. Nice. And you said you met, uh, catch uh, through essentially through your kids. Cause your kids go to school together. Yeah. actually catch, uh, started the school here, uh, in Nashville. So, mm -hmm. uh, um, and, uh, yeah, so, so, you know, I've met him, uh, before that, but, uh, but obviously with, when your kids go to school together, you run into each other a lot and, yeah. uh, I've got, gotten to chat with them a lot more, uh, you know, over the past few years. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of funny that you Nashville, up, man. It's actually kind of funny. You brought up old Crow medicine show. Uh, there's this guy that I've been following on Facebook ever since we started doing live and amplified about six years ago, he just started playing with old Crow, uh, within the Jerry last year. Mason, uh, Mason, Mason. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Mason's it's just, dude. it's just one of those things where, I've never met him, but we've been friends on Facebook for at least three years. And, you know, just through the live and amplified and being active in the Nashville scene as much as I can be considering I live 11 hours away, you know? And yeah. So that was just kind of interesting how sometimes your roads cross. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Mason is funny. Um, you know, we've got a kind of a, a rotating fiddle chair in the band, uh, uh, a lot of times it's Kyle Putin's, but, uh, but, uh, sometimes Faye Petrie mm -hmm. and, uh, she's been playing with us going back to about 2014 and, uh, she, she and Mason are pretty tight. They, they grew up playing fiddle in all like the, uh, the North Carolina, you know, mountain, uh, you know, week of week of fiddling on the mountain where yeah. they just go camp out and, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. and, uh, so, so yeah, it's a, it's a small world, uh, yeah. in, in this part of the country for sure gotcha gotcha so uh for up on your love obviously it's been out for a good minute but the sunday sunrise edition is out now it's up on uh spotify all that fun stuff why did you kind of choose to add the bluegrass spin to this song specifically well really honestly we just um you know when you we started going out on the road after after burning moonlight came out and um, we were trying to, you know, figure out how the set worked with our new songs and our old songs and, and, uh, the new songs were definitely like a, you know, pretty big departure. Um, so, you know, we try to do some of the, some of the new songs, old style and some of the, maybe some of the old songs in the new style and sort of make that crossfade that, yeah. um, you know, makes the show work. And, uh, that was one of the ones that we thought, uh, worked really good with a, with a, fiddle pickup you know yeah. so not, not, not even any fiddle on the original version yeah. and uh you know and it just worked worked real well with our set that way so it was just something we tried one night and it worked and and so it stuck and uh you know we were recording some some live performances for you know a couple of radio stations that mm. that we were gonna you know be on yeah. in the in the next few days to you know do interviews and it's yeah it's tough tough to do those radio yeah live performances like you used to do um yeah. so uh so you know we were pre-recording a a live thing and that was kind of where that uh start came from and we got the we got catch's fiddle on it and then we just uh 
kind of added the, you know, added the rest of it, you know, on top of it. Yeah. Gotcha. That's really cool. And it's really enjoyable. Like I I like the song either way, the normal recorded version, or even with the fiddle, you know, uh, last five years or so, I've been trying to get more into the bluegrass scene and just, you know, appreciating the music for what it is. And so I appreciate the uh, Sunday sunrise edition as well. So, you know, yeah. Uh, So you'd mentioned uh, before we jumped on here that you got a new song coming out next month. Uh, What can you tell us about it? Um, Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mentioned that we're kind of with, with all this new stuff we're recording, we're definitely stylistically kind of taking it back to our roots and, and uh, you know, we're, the new stuff is a lot closer to, to our, our new hometown uh, era songs. And uh, so, you know, I thought about taking it back to, to back to my roots. Uh, I started thinking about some of the uh, artists that really made it, made a, an impact on me. And so uh, we're doing one that was my favorite song from the, like the fifth grade. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to put that one out here. Uh, I think it's uh May 13th. I think it's Friday the 13th. It's coming out. So I'm really excited to, to share it with you. We're not, not quite ready to say what, uh, which song it is yet, but uh, if you've okay. seen us live lately, you've probably seen us do it. So. Got, so it's a road tested song that you've played. It is. It is. And, and, uh, and we didn't exactly do the road version either. We took a, took a gamble and tried something a little different with it. So we'll see what everybody thinks, but, but I, I'm loving it. I think it sounds great. So do you usually do that? Like with, especially like more specifically with singles that you're going to release, are you road testing them first or is this just kind of a new process for you? So that was the biggest, yeah, I don't know. That was the toughest pill to swallow with, yeah. with burn and moonlight is that we didn't get to take those songs on the road before yeah. we recorded them, you know, so much so that one of the tunes I'd been playing it forever at writer's rounds, just me and an acoustic guitar. And, um, we went and, you know, we'd played a couple of times at rehearsal and we went and recorded it. And then I went in the booth to sing it. And Oh, now all of a sudden, now that we got it in front of the band, I can't sing it here. I got to yeah. sing it up in this key. You know, yeah. like I got to come up here. So, you know, we had to re-record it all because yeah. the key was crazy. I sounded I sounded singing like this, you know, and it was just like not what I was trying to do. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so we had to re-record. Uh, um, ain't gonna lie, in a, in yeah. a new key because it was just so crazy off. So, um, yeah. So that that was a weird thing. Um, just about everything that's gonna be on the new um, on the new record, we're gonna have some chance to uh, test it out here. Um, I, I think it's gonna be mostly in Europe. But, okay. uh, but, but, you know, we're going to get out there and try the songs and, you know, we have an idea of what we want to, which ones we want to do for the most part. Uh, but, you know, getting to get out there and, and, and road test the arrangements before we actually, uh, record them is, is, uh, it's pretty exciting. And, and it's been a long time since we've been able to do that. So nice. there's, yeah. a, seems like I'm assuming you're going over to like the UK and stuff. That seems the hot spot for musicians to go right now. Um, well, right now, uh, all of my offers are, are in, uh, Scandinavia, but, okay. uh, I'm looking for stuff in the UK. So if you know anybody, send them my way, but, uh, but right now, yeah, Sweden, uh, Norway and Denmark is, oh, nice. uh, is what's, uh, what's on the calendar. I was in uh, Denmark last, uh, September for some shows and that was, it was really exciting. We got there on a Monday and on the previous Friday, they'd lifted all the COVID restrictions. So it was like, 
a crazy week, you know, it's like, everybody's like, yeah. Oh my God, no masks and you know, everything, whatever. So uh, it was, it was exciting. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it's just, the reason I brought that up is because a lot of the musicians that I've been talking to recently are gearing up for like a month long run over in Europe, mainly in the UK, just cause that's kind of where they're um, they, they happen to like, find a PR agent or, you know, somebody that right. a booking agent, I guess is what it'd be not necessarily a PR agent, but, um, so it's, it's just interesting. Cause it's like, I'm coming to Nashville in May and I've re reached out to like seven different musicians. Oh, I'm going to be over in Europe somewhere. And I'm like, guys, what's going on here? So it, it's, yeah, man, you know, uh, so it's spring fever. We got to get out and uh, get over there. I'm not going until, until July okay. currently, but, uh, but we'll see, man. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, if we can add more dates. I'm, I'm looking to add more dates. We want to, uh, we want to really do it up. This is, uh, we're going to do, uh, you know, try and try and hit all the cities this year, both, both, you know, as much as we can in Europe, but then we're going to come back and, yeah. you know, hit all, hit all our, uh, you know, hit all our regular spots, you know, from, yeah. from, uh, you know, the Northeast to the Southeast and, yeah. you know, getting out to Texas if we can. And, awesome. and, uh, you know, up, up around Chicago and that might, uh, might be as far West as we get this year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's hard to believe it's already almost may. And yeah. it's like, if you wait too much longer, you're not going to be able to get much further West than Texas. Yeah. But yeah. Well, you know, and, and big deal with, with Europe taking a big chunk of the summer. It's just, yeah. Yeah, you know, do what you got to do, but yep. uh, but but we'll uh, you know we'll get back to the states and, and get in as much as we can in the, in the fall. Yeah, for sure. Are you doing any shows before you leave over for Europe, or is it all pretty much writing, recording right now? We got one. You know, we're calling it the May Fly In um, because it's our one show. So we're trying to you know get our folks to to come meet us in St. Louis uh, next month. It's the it's the twelfth of the month. Uh, okay. It's a Thursday night. Yeah, May twelfth in St. Louis. Uh, it's called the Lincoln theater. Okay. So pretty excited. We're playing with a, with the St. Louis band called shotgun Creek. That's really great. And uh, I think it's going to be, you know, pretty great, pretty great evening all around. Even, nice. uh, even though it's a Thursday, we're kicking off. There's a big, uh, there's a big art festival, mm -hmm. um, kicking off that night. So I think we're going to, uh, it's going to be a pretty big party. Nice. St. Louis is a cool city. I went to school in Southern Illinois. So we went out to St. Louis, not every weekend, but, almost every at least once a month we went out to st. right Louis, so. yeah. nice uh, yeah st louis is a cool spot um and so uh you, you've got that show and then of course the big europe show and uh the upcoming album release sounds like you got a really busy 2022 uh where are you at are you still like writing towards the upcoming album or is it all the songs kind of picked out I mean, and I'm, kind of wait and see where things look. I'm always writing toward the new album, but I mean, we've picked the song. So now it's, a, you know, now it's a game, but can you beat it before we record it? So, uh, yeah. you know, we're sort of, sort of recording them in, uh, in reverse order. It's like, okay, this one's gotta be, this one's gotta come out first. We gotta do that one. And then after that, it's like, all right, what's your favorite song? Let's do that one first. Yeah. You know, that, uh, give, give the guys lower on the, lower on the, you know, draft list, uh, yeah. you know, a chance to, to get you know, beaten. Gotcha. And I don't know if we talked about this last time that we had you on for Southern, uh, the Southern Gothic, what's the right, how do you guys handle like creative elements, like writing and stuff? Is it pretty much you writing all the music or how does that kind of break down? 
Yeah, that's my that's my department. Um, you know, uh, over the years, I've written a lot of the songs with with different people, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't think we've ever recorded any songs that I didn't write short of cover songs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I wasn't a, if I wasn't a writer on it, so it's just the Southern Gothic's always been my baby, and and uh, you know that's that's always been my my department writing this writing the tunes. Gotcha, gotcha. And where, how do you kind of? Um, go through your writing process. Are you more disciplined with your writing or are you just kind of, Oh, driving down the road, this song or this idea speaks to me. Yeah, man. I think for me, that's how stuff starts. Uh, you know, I have, you know, uh, little places on my phone as I'm driving around as, as you know, just living my life or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and things occur to me and I write them down. And then when it's time to write, then I open up, you know, open up the notebook and, and have a look at, you know, uh, whatever crazy stuff I've jotted down over the previous, you know, yeah. months or years and see what talks, you know, what speaks to me that day. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that sit in my notebook for three or four years. And then, yeah. you know, the other day I'm sitting down with Quinn and Quinn Loggins and, and, uh, uh, Troy walls. And I've had something in my, in my book, uh, you know, forever and ever yeah. called whiskey fix. And yeah. I probably three, four years, we hadn't written it. Finally that, that day I, I pitched it. And, and one of, one of the other guys was like, Oh, you know, such and such. And then all, we were off and we finally wrote that song. So, um, you know, I don't ever give up on an idea. Uh, you know, it can, it can sit in there for five or 10 years and, yeah. and maybe one day I'll use it, you know, or yeah, maybe sure. it's, maybe it's dumb. Maybe it's just going to sit in there. It's fine. Yeah. It's not hurting anybody in there. Yeah. And that's just the ideas, right? How many songs do you have that are like written, but never been cut? I don't know. I mean, it'd be impossible to say, I don't know. Yeah. 500. Okay. 700. I don't know. So, lots, a whole lot. Yeah. So you're not afraid to just, if the song's not right, just let it. No, you just, yeah, you just, you do. I mean, and you gotta write, you know, uh, especially right when I moved here, you know, writing two songs a day, most days and, um, you know, they're not all going to be perfect and, and you, you're not going to be able to even, there's going to be more good ones than you're going to be able to focus on. So, um, you know, for me, I, I would pass on the stuff that I thought was, mm. you know, my best stuff. I'd pass it on to the publisher and they'd try to find a home for it. And sometimes they did and, um, everything else, you know, when I'm writing for me, it's a bit of a different process mm. that you, the, those, those usually the ideas hang around for a long time and then the song all gets all written in just a, you know, mm -hmm. a real short period of time. Cause yeah. I've been thinking about it for a long time um, with uh, you know, stuff that I'm writing for cuts, you know, you're usually always working with two or three other uh, men or women. And, and uh, you know, so, so it's a, you know, collaboration changes yeah. everything. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And the reason I asked that question is because, you know, there it, like just no way or, after talking to so many musicians, there's so many different thoughts on what to do with music that doesn't make the cut, so to speak. Like there's so many musicians that I talk to that they take pride in trying to find a way to make the song work and just get it out because they put so much time and effort. But then you also have some musicians like yourself where, okay, the song is what it is. It's not good enough to get cut or, you know, it's just kind of a song that sits there. And that's what it is. So it, it's always kind of an interesting um, conversation to see where people kind of draw the line of, 
okay, this song's good. This song's not good. You know, you get what I'm saying. And I mean, just because your song doesn't get cut doesn't mean it's not good. You know, there's so many songs that, that, uh, you know, get written and, and cut, you know, 12 years later. So just cause it didn't get cut this, right. this year doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's never going to get cut to me. Um, and I think like, I don't know, for me going back and, and fussing over a song that's just written, it's kind of counterproductive mm. unless there's something that just is bugging me about it. I'm like, you know what? I, I can definitely do better on that second verse, mm. whatever, go back and, and work it out. But most of the time, um, you know, you, you do it and you put it out in the universe and, and something might happen with it and something might not. And, you know, I've learned I'm never, I'm never right. The ones I think are going to get cut. I'm like, yeah. Oh, this one's, this one's smash getting cut. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, publishers like, no, 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 no. But you know, that other one that you, yeah. it's like, uh, you were like singing on the back porch two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. He's like, you know, the one where you like yell tequila. I'm like that. He's like, yeah. He's like, you have a recording. I'm like, not really. Can you make me one? Sure. Well, it's cut in an instant. Okay. That's a stupid song. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's, let's do it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, you never know. I, you know, I guess I'm not, I, I never know anyway. Yeah. I'm never right. So, uh, so I try never to count songs out, you know, I, uh, just because it didn't happen on day one, I think, uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to happen on, you know, day 1241. Yeah. Was there a specific song that comes to mind that you just, it made no sense to you or you thought was just like real, you know, that you ended yeah, up. But I, yeah. That's, that's not one that, that's not, that's no, not good business. I'm not going to tell you about that, but okay. yes. Yeah. Yes. There were, there were specific songs that I was like, I can't believe that got cut. And I yeah. can't believe that was on the radio. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. And, um, so just kind of the reverse of that, was there a song that you just fought really hard for to get cut and it ended up getting cut and worked out really well? Um, no, I think that's, that's kind of a tough thing to do to like to pull one, pull one over the finish line. At least, at least for me, you know, I've, I've always been kind of on the, the outskirts of the country, country mm -hmm. world, I, you know, live more in, in Americana land. Yeah. And, and I just don't, uh, I don't know the, I don't know the, the levers, the people, the levers to pull to like to yeah. make those kind of things happen. Um, uh, there's a song from, from burn a moonlight that was called villain. Um, that, uh, it just kept getting cut and shelved and cut and shelved. And I just couldn't believe that song never, you know, never actually got put out. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was why that one ended up on, on our record. Cause I was, you know, that one, yeah. that was so close so many times and, yeah. and, uh, and classic did get cut, um, and released twice once in Australia and once by an artist here and, and didn't, uh, um, didn't, uh, do, yeah. do much. So, you yeah. know, so we, we were like, all right, well, we'll do that one too. So, yeah. uh, you know, and that kind of became the theme on, on that EP. It was like, okay, what, uh, um, one of the best songs that we can't believe didn't, didn't have a, you know, longer yeah. life. So yeah. yeah, for sure. And especially that was off a of burning moonlight. Yeah. Or for the, yeah. Which like, I mean, that that's kind of a cool way to look at it, especially obviously when you started working on burning moonlight, you didn't know that the global pandemic was going to happen, but it, yeah. <laughs> as uh, that kind of started playing out the way it was going to play out, I think that was probably the 
perfect time to start taking a few chances on songs and like looking at like, I can't believe we haven't gotten this song out yet or, you know, like whatever the scenario is. So, hey, yeah. well, I mean, you know, and, and that, you know, on, on that, yeah. um, on that six song EP, we've got one of the songs is written by me and LV Shane. Mm-hmm. LV Shane uh, has had two number ones now since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, another song is written with myself and, and, and uh, Russell Sutton, who uh, wrote a bunch of those LV Shane tunes, was on that, uh, on the My Boy song. Um, Andrew Rollins, who won an Emmy. Um, and then Keith Hetrick, who I wrote Past Midnight with um, and produced that, that track on the record, um, just had, uh, just has right now has a big hit with Jennifer Lopez. So, oh, wow. um, so yeah, so these are all ones like, how did, how did this not, what, what happened? You know, yeah. uh, just like all these people, uh, that, you know, we're just, uh, winning everywhere. So, uh, you know, it's, yeah. you know, I'm sure, sure. Uh, you know, the next one we do together will be the one, but uh, yeah. those were all, those were all like, come on, what are you talking yeah. about? Listen, I got listen to this. Yeah, I got you. You know, and just listening to all the music and all your music in general, it's just it's all really good. And, you know, you've had various levels of success uh, throughout your career, which is amazing. And the fact that you're just constantly out there playing, I like other than that few year break that you took to be uh, spent to go to Nashville and, you know, do all that stuff with and start a family and, you know, be with your kids and all that Um, just. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it got really good music and, you know, Thanks, just, man. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what you got, uh, what you got coming up in the new project and rest of 2022. And yeah. Um, well, thanks man. So kind of taking a pause outside of music, obviously, um, wh- what are some of your, uh, hobbies? What do you do to kind of get away from the music business? Um, so, uh oh. Oh, you're good. Did, uh, did you lose me? Nope, you're there good. There we go. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, I lost you. Um, so uh, I play in a basketball league as my main my main outlet here. Um, you know, all the guys that played college ball at some level. Um, and uh it's uh it gets pretty intense. Um yeah. and I actually injured myself pretty pretty uh badly last week. It was the first time that had happened in, in a few years. I forgot. Uh, forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, so I've been, uh, you know, laying around whining like a, like a baby for six days about, gotcha. uh, uh, you know, needing help out of bed and such gotcha. uh, finally today kind of getting back to it. But, uh, yeah, spent, spent all week crying about yeah. that. So that's my, that's my number one, uh, self-destructive hobby here in, in, uh, in Nashville when I'm not, uh, there doing are music worse, thing. there are worse things you could be doing other than playing basketball. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then, uh, yeah. And then, then, uh, my wife and I own, own some, uh, businesses here in Nashville that kind of pick up, take up some of my, uh, a lot of my non-music time. So I'm mm-hmm. uh, doing that and, and, uh, growing those. And so, yeah, gotcha. let's, uh, working around the clock, doing one thing and the other. Yeah. Well, hopefully you don't injure yourself anymore playing basketball because <laughs> yeah you know. no i feel I, I feel like that was a that was a one-time thing i was uh yeah. learned my lesson you weren't doing something stupid were you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like this is the time this is the time i'm going to take this charge it's like this this guy's six seven 
He's not gonna. He's not gonna hit me that hard. Oh please! You ran you over yeah. like a freight. Oh, this is why I don't take charges. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, All right. I remember now. So you, also, I'm I'm solid twenty years older than a lot of the dudes in that league. So gotcha. Um, you know that that doesn't help either. It doesn't help my case. So is this like a uh, like a semi pro league or is it just like a rec no, league? Oh no, it's just just a rec league. But it's okay. uh, you know it's it's you know there's there's tiers uh-huh. uh of the rec league and and uh a couple of years ago we we they they told us we couldn't play here anymore we had to play up on up in one of these top tiers and so uh so it's been you know it's it's, right. it's been a years long struggle of, of of dragging ourselves you know up the up the rankings lower so we're up yeah. there now gotcha gotcha and i'm assuming that you played basketball in college or somewhere yeah yeah only for a year but uh but uh you know um you know I, I, that was kind of the one direction i thought my life could take you mm-hmm. know in in college and um you know when i went to georgia state and whether i wanted to pursue um you know playing playing basketball professionally and i'm yeah. i'm 6 feet tall i'm not you know that was going to it was going to be a an uphill climb for me yeah. um no matter how hard i worked and at the time it was a record deal on the table. So yeah. it, was, it was a pretty easy choice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I took it and, uh, and, and didn't really get, get a chance to like play organized basketball again until I moved to Nashville and I was here all the time and, and, uh, was able to kind of take it up again. And first, uh, first five or six seasons were pretty, pretty bad, man. It took, yeah. took me a good while to figure out, you know, remember how, how basketball worked and also, yeah. uh, basketball worked a little differently. Yeah. Uh, back, back, you know, in the olden days, Fred Flintstone days when I was a, a high school player. Gotcha. I, <laughs> the way you worded that was perfect and funny all in the same way. So, oh, uh, no, that, that's cool. And the fact, like, how did you make that choice of record deal? Or, I mean, obviously the record deal that's, as much of a guarantee as you're going to get versus maybe playing pro basketball. But was there, yeah, well, you know, it was like, uh, you know, I played one year, you know, a little, little tiny school. Mm-hmm. And then now I was going to Georgia state. Um, and there was the chance to maybe, you know, to maybe spend three more years working my way up to, mm-hmm. to become, you know, a starter at the college level. And then, you know, making myself, you know, a specialist in one way or another mm-hmm. to, to be able to play. And usually that means, you know, guys at my level, you go play in Israel or you play in China, or you play in Spain. And, you know, that's, uh, that was, that was a lot. And then, yeah. you know, I had some, I had some buddies, you know, I, I was playing in one band and I had some buddies that were like, Hey, we got this record deal. And one of the guys in the band is a drunk. Uh, you want his spot? Nice. Mm, I think I do. I think yeah. I want the spot. I think I'm gonna take it. So, so we did it and we, you know, went and toured and it was not, you know, the music wasn't my thing at all, but it was, you know, my first time on a real mm-hmm. tour and seeing what it was like and what it, what life could be like. And yeah. so, uh, you know, definitely it was an eye opener and, and, uh, you know, looking back, I definitely, you know, made yep. the right decision for sure. For me. What kind of music were you playing on in that band? Was it hip hop? Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we actually got signed by, uh, Lisa Lopez from mm-hmm. TLC. Oh, um, wow. so yeah, so that was, that was my, my first record deal with wish records in Atlanta. Nice. Um, 
Yeah. So we were working on that record and then, you know, she, uh, she passed away and obviously, uh, you know, that was kind of the end of that project or the Arista, the parent company shelved that record and moved on to the next mm -hmm. thing and the next thing and the next deal. And, you know, and, uh, it's, it's changed a lot over the years, man. You know? Yeah. Music, music business, the kind of music that I play has changed a lot over the years. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, a lot of changes. Yeah, for sure. And uh, of course, uh, you know, Southern Gothic's been around for a little bit and that's, that's your primary. There's no other like side bands that you. Yeah. Not really, yeah. not really during, uh, during COVID there was some, some dudes here in the neighborhood that we got together and played uh, some real loud nineties covers for fun. Uh, nice. You know, got all our rage against the machine and, yeah. and Nirvana you know, out of our system. Just, uh, you know, our pent out pent up aggression, just being locked in our, in our homes for, months at a time for sure for sure but uh yeah i don't plan on we don't plan on touring <laughs> <laughs> i got you you know it it's funny that's the one thing that i really enjoyed about the pandemic was you saw these little offshoot bands starting to form like it, especially in situations where like bands they lived in different parts of the state or like if they had to travel to play together and they couldn't you saw like little offshoot like essentially cover bands. Cause that's all they would really do because they yeah. wouldn't have to sit there and write music. It was just like, Oh, we're going to do Beatles covers as hard rock music, you know, like whatever, you know, yeah. I, I don't think I ever saw that specifically. But right. Right. I understand. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just seeing the little offshoot uh, cover bands kind of pop up was kind of interesting and fun. So. Yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day uh, about doing a nineties and two thousands R and B cover band like doing nice. uh casey casey and jojo yes. and montel jordan and nice you know that, <laughs> destiny's that, child any any of that stuff that'd be amazing i'm all about sometimes that. yeah yeah for sure so i don't want to keep you too much longer here but um for for um for the young ones out there that are listening to you, the kids that are ready to make that um, jump into the next level of their music career, make that first step into the career. Uh, what advice do you have for the young ones out there? I mean, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Cause if you're doing it for, for the money, it's probably, you're probably not going to make any, you're going to spend more than you make uh, unless you're just incredibly lucky. And, you know, there's, there's been some times in my life where I was incredibly lucky and there's been, the rest of it, I just met, you know, losing money, yeah, playing music. So if you if you want to do this for a living, make sure you want to do it because you can't live without it. You know, uh, uh, there's a lot of people that have a lot of fun playing in bands on the weekends and have a good job during the week, and you can do that too if it's uh, if it's not you know the passion for it. Yeah. Don't don't put yourself through it. If you do have the passion for it, you know, the, you don't have another choice. You gotta you gotta go all in and do it, and uh, you know. Um, you know, I would just say, uh, you know, be nice to people. That's, that's, that's my biggest, biggest piece of advice for people. If you're coming up, be nice. Mm -hmm. Somebody you think sucks or, you know, doesn't know what they're talking about is probably going to be somebody that you're going to need their, their support or their, you know, uh, patronage or, you know, advice or something down the road. So just be nice to people. For sure. For sure. I think that's just sound advice period in life is. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for sharing that for the young ones. And hopefully <laughs> anyone out there listening will take it and run with it and do amazing things with their music career. Um, 
So uh, for anybody that wants to check out the uh, any of the upcoming shows, releases, any of the music you got out now, or just interact with you on social or, you know, reach out period, uh, where's the best place to get all your contact or not all your contact information, but all your <laughs> socials and music and all the fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, we're just at the Southern Gothic on all the socials. Make sure you put the Southern Gothic or you'll get other stuff. Um, and our website is the Southern Gothic music.com. Um, about to give that thing a facelift with the, with all the new, uh, new stuff coming out. So, uh, probably, uh, right, right around the first of the month, that thing's going to look new and, and, uh, you know, have some, have some info. We're going to, we're going to announce the whole, uh, uh, European and U S tour, uh, here next month. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, keep an eye out for sure. Hopefully you'll make your way out to Texas later this year. And, you know, just a really excited to see everything that happens in the coming year with the new release and all the shows and all that fun stuff. And really appreciate you taking time to sit down and catch up with us. It's been a, I'm going to call it about a year and a half. For sure. For sure. Likewise. Thanks for uh, taking the time, having me on and, uh, Look forward to to chatting with you when the record comes out here and, uh, you know, end of the year. For sure. For sure. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you all later.